Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Come through, queen. I want to see you. Come through, queen. Hi, everyone. It's Dan. And Brendan. And this is Come Through Queen. This is a shout out to the Come Through Queen community by Brendan Davis. I hear you people are awesome. Hey, Brendan. Hey, Dan. So we're back in the swing of things. We got a bunch of shows. We got a bunch of news. Mm -hmm. Something really rocked our Facebook community when we all found out Portia Williams getting arrested. Mm-hmm. And uh, this time for something good. Exactly. Uh, so this is from CelebrityInsider.com. Portia Williams opens up more about her arrest and meeting Breonna Taylor's strong mother. So Portia Williams using the activism gene that runs through her bloodline when she was arrested for protesting the murder of Breonna Taylor by three officers who still walk free. The Real Housewives of Atlanta star opened up about why she did what she did and meeting the murdered EMT's mother. Until Freedom staged a protest at the House of Kentucky Attorney General who is handling the investigation of Breonna's murder. Portia, along with 86 other people, uh, was arrested and released hours later. They were threatened with felony charges of intimidating a participant in the legal process, which carried a possible sentence of one to five years, but that charge has since been dropped. Not long after her arrest, Portia appeared on The Beat with Ari, where she spoke about many topics, starting with why she made the trip in the first place. She said, I just can't sit at home, post on Instagram, etc., and feel like I'm doing something to help push this forward. 
This entire situation needs to be escalated to the next level. And for me, whatever it takes to make that happen, I will happily be a part of that. I happily sacrifice myself and my freedom in that moment to raise awareness for Breonna Taylor. She went on to pull the cover back on how the investigation was going. She said that they are investigating internally and all the people involved are very friendly with each other. Williams explained that they're dealing with the good old boys club where they look out for one another and even put words in their mouths when asking questions to get them to say things that will not get them implicated in the murder. As far as meeting Brianna's mother, she explained that the grieving mom waited until many of the protesters were free. Portia said, you know, Brianna Taylor's mother is a very strong spirit. I was only able to meet her briefly. She actually sat outside of the jail and waited on all of Until Freedom, the organization I was with, until we got out. And when we got out, I gave her a big hug. I can feel her strength. I can feel her being thankful that we were out there trying to give her daughter a voice, making sure her case gets the justice, mm-hmm. making sure these cops are being arrested for the murder. She's a very strong person, and I admire her. So that's the latest on that. I mean, Portia is a very strong person, and I admire her also. Um, I think that she's doing amazing work. She's bringing up a really good point about the good old boys club that exists within like these police forces and they like all protect each other and the union protects them from any, um, for being held accountable for like any of their actions always. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely amazing to see her like actually doing something other than just posting on Instagram uh, and obviously bringing attention to the fact that this is still an ongoing case and investigation and an ongoing mm-hmm. demand for justice. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, obviously we, we applaud Portia on her involvement in this. Yeah. And I really want them to like really highlight this, the next season of Atlanta, um, all the work that she's doing, you know, cameras aren't up yet, but I feel like they are going up soon. Um, so if we are putting cameras up, I hope this is a big part of it. Yeah. I mean, she seemed to hint that some of this already might be making the season, mm-hmm. which I think would be amazing. Yeah. Cause we know it's the like, OC housewives aren't going to do anything except for Bronwyn. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's get to a new show in the Bravo cinematic universe that will be premiering in a different space. Sure. So Lisa Vanderpump's Vanderpump Dogs gets picked up by Peacock. So the 59-year-old reality star spinoff series Vanderpump Dogs will soon be premiering on NBC Universal's newly launched streaming service. Shortly after Peacock announced the new show, Lisa took to Twitter to celebrate the good news. She said, well, good morning. I've known about this for months, LOL. Thought it was supposed to be a secret, but apparently it's announced. Um, And then people have been resurfacing this old Instagram post by Lisa Rinna from March of 2019 um, in reaction to, I guess, this news or alluding to this news before it was announced. She said, I'm a hustler. I make no bones about that. I think you get paid for what you do. So my feeling is if we are in, if we indeed are servicing a spinoff, we should be paid for it. I am so happy for all of us to use this platform for make, makeup lines, bathing suit lines, network TV shows, restaurants, charities, clothing lines, fitness empires, you name it. And I support these women 100%. But if you're going to use our services without telling us, 
that we are playing out a storyline to launch a pilot for a new show and you don't compensate us extra for that. Yeah, I'm a hustler. I get paid for what I do. So if this indeed becomes another show, my lawyer will be calling and then many money signs. Yeah. So first, before Rena's comment, it's so strange, the rollout of the show. Mm-hmm. First, the fact that Vanderpump didn't even seem to know that this was being announced. Right. Strange for her to even admit that and not play along. Mm-hmm. Although I wonder if she's offended by that. Yeah, probably. I mean, probably. Yeah. Like, if you're an executive producer of a show that you've been, like, working on, and then all of a sudden they announce it without, like, letting you know that it's being announced, they don't send you a rollout plan or anything like that, that's a little wild to me. I wonder if there's any chance that this was supposed to be on Bravo and maybe she did not even know that it was going to be on Peacock. Oh, interesting. I don't know how these things work, but if, if that is what happened, that would be another reason for her to be annoyed. Mm-hmm. And then the Lisa Rinna part of it is interesting to me. Because, like, then I think about, like, did Brandy get any money for launching Vanderbump Rules? And does she feel some type of way about that, you know? I think all the women kind of were annoyed when that happened, who were mm-hmm. part of the show back then. Yeah. Especially because with... they had to film so much with them. Yeah. I mean, go, like, filming at Lisa's restaurants... Essentially filming an episode that spun into Vanderpump Rules. Mm-hmm. Having to hire her staff for that party, for the yeah. Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another weird thing about Vanderpump Dogs is there's zero information out there about it. Mm-hmm. We don't have a clip. We don't have an idea of who's on the show. We don't have a premiere date. Do I want to watch John Sessa? No. No, not, not particularly. Have you tried using the Peacock app? No, I like signed up for one of the free accounts and that's about it. I like looked into it to see like what Bravo stuff was there. And I'm, I'm poised to maybe join without ads if we get more Bravo on there. Because right now sure. it's like not much. What is on there is some Bethany Ever After, Bethany getting married, which I would be interested to jump into. There's that. And then there's also the biggest thing that's like titillating me right now is married to medicine without commercials. Yeah. So that I can finally do my scholarship there. And then there's also ladies of London. Yeah. Which is a big pull for me as well. What is annoying is, and I've heard people tweeting about this online, complaining about it, how the app itself is not everywhere. Like, I don't think it's on Amazon Fire Sticks. Oh, no. Is it on Roku? Uh, I'm not sure if it's on Roku. It's not on, like, for our TV in the living room, we have a Samsung TV that has pretty much all the apps we need in the TV itself without any sort of thing to plug in there. Mm -hmm. And it's not on there. The solution without having to plug something in is loading it up on your phone and using no. AirPlay. Oh, I hate that. But I, I was doing that, and then I was like, okay, cool. It's streaming. It looks good. And then I go on my phone to go do something else, and it shuts off. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, I some shows are meant to be spent on your phone. 
Mm-hmm. And Ver- Vanderpump Dogs could very well be one of those shows. Oh, definitely, definitely. That's how I watch so much TV. It's like it's on on my TV in my bedroom, and I'm laying just horizontally on my phone and like kind of glancing up at the TV sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, let's move it along to the buzz surrounding the Beverly Hills and New York reunions. Sure, yes. So the Beverly Hills reunion, we know, was filmed last week. Mm-hmm. And filmed in a really weird way. Yes. So the word on the street is that Andy's hosting from the Hamptons. We have Kyle, Dorit, Rena, Erica Jane, and Teddy filming together in a room. Kyle's house. Kyle's house. We have Denise Sutton and Garcelle all filming remotely. So weird. Yeah. I wonder how they landed on this, especially like, I feel like the rules here in New York have been pretty clear in terms of like television production has not been allowed. Mm -hmm. Like what is going on in California? That I don't know. And didn't they just like close everything back up in California? Yeah, things are like progressing in a really bad way right now in California. Mm-hmm. So I'm not sure. Like, did they get away with this by just being like, oh, we are just coming together as friends? Right. And like sitting on the Zoom call. I just, I don't like this because it throws off the power dynamics for the entire thing. Like, when yeah. everyone's on their own Zoom, at least you're all on the same level. It worked mm-hmm. for both uh, Atlanta and Vanderpump Rules because everyone was on the same level. I mean, obviously couples were together, but it's sure. not like there was like a group of people getting together. It just makes no sense. And then like poor Sutton is what I think. <laughs> Dude, Sutton, Sutton seemingly was just like, she would have gone if she was invited. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, she's a quote unquote friend of, but I feel like she's been a big enough part of this season to like get a lot of play during the reunion. You know, you know, yeah. how some friend of's come for like one segment and then some stay for like a whole episode. Well, some friends, Andy will do the intro, bring the friend. The friend will be there the whole time until like he kicks the friend out. Right. Like, I feel like that could have happened. Right. Uh, Do you feel like the world is coming around to Sutton? Because I feel like they are. I don't know about the world. (laughs) I do think her numbers are increasing in terms of like fans and supporters. Mm -hmm. But I don't think like... Suddenly I see, you know? I don't think the world quite like how the world loves Dorit right now. Right. Like, I don't think she's had that change happen yet totally i mean when i saw that group photo i was like oh my god did they all film together like if it was just andy and all of them in the same room i think that could have been really interesting that would have been so weird though because like he wouldn't have the control that he has inside the room usually i know but a problem with the reunions thus far is like people trying like not talking over each other and like getting in at the right time. If yeah. they're all in the same room, it would not be that awkward for Andy to just be asking the questions and then letting them go at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it would be so funny if it was like, remember 
when um, Deandra couldn't attend that one party, so they put her face on an iPad yeah. that could move. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, they could have done that. The D Simmons, the the A Cohen three thousand. Yeah. yeah, Dallas is starting to film confessionals already. I saw. But Texas, much like California, is not in a good place. I know, but like, how is that happening? The lawmakers in Texas don't give a fuck. So they're just taking. Oh yeah, they don't care. Yeah. They're just letting them do whatever yeah. they want. Yeah, probably and like in in Georgia too. I would yeah, imagine. fucking. I'm so fucking pissed off at Brian fucking Kemp, who's suing Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms because she put a mask mandate for Atlanta, and it's like yeah. Georgia's spiking. And you know who lives in Georgia? My fucking mom. You bitch, Brian Kemp. I'm coming. Yeah, watch out for Brendan. Uh in some positive news. And hopefully it doesn't, this isn't like a turn for the worst here in New York, but New York is entering phase four and television production is allowed to resume. Meaning we know Andy's here on the East coast and not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. All the New York ladies are back from their Florida and Palm Springs (laughs) jaunts. So like, I, I'm pretty sure we're going to be getting uh, in-person New York reunion. That'll be very interesting. Do you think they'll do like social distancing? Well, a lot of the ladies have seen each other <laughs> in right. real life, but I mean, without like, any social distancing. But like Bravo will try to like set an example. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I could see that. Also, I mean, like spacing them out. I say I'm fine with it at this point because New York has done the work to like actually fix the problem right and like sure it's been trending downwards for the most part so like i new york has been consistent yeah for the past month or so right we're 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 not like decreasing numbers but we're not increasing either Mm -hmm. yeah but in terms of new york the show i feel like an in-person reunion can help the season a lot yeah because the ladies have all been watching and, like, know that people aren't necessarily reacting well to most of the show and, like, the direction it's going. So they, like, are going to do the work to be on some good behavior and, like, fi- turn the ship around, you know? Well, I think New York reunions typically aren't that interesting because they kind of, like, lay it all out there in the season. And by the time the reunion comes along, like, there's not that much to talk about, I think. Mm-hmm. Whereas this season, I think they have like a greater conversation as to like speaking about their behavior and treatment of each other mm-hmm. that has that has not occurred in the season itself. Yeah, and there's like all this stuff with like Leah calling it Ramona, calling her like Ramona All Lives Matter singer, yeah, and like yeah. her calling out Ramona like traveling from Florida to New York just as like New York's numbers were going down or being steady and Florida's numbers are going up. Yeah. And all but that. also the drinking, like Dorinda's spiraling. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot to talk about, I think. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. I mean like Lou, Luann even like her getting yeah. pretty drunk on camera after what she's been through. Sure. But I think that is pretty much it for the news. Why don't we jump into this week's Beverly Hills? Great. And kind of, <laughs> I don't know how many of you tune into 
the previous week's episode when you're like waiting for the live episode to start if you watch it live. But they've been doing this weird thing where when they do the re-airing, they add previously unseen clips to that episode. Mm-hmm. And this week they added what we've been begging for all along, a Jennifer Tilly scene. I know Jennifer Tilly joined the ladies during Sutton's party at Sutton's store. And like, she spoke to what she thinks might be happening with like Denise. And like, she talked about how like a lot of actors on sets are used to like everyone kind of like agreeing with them or like, like being yes people for them. And so like Denise is dealing with that right now, potentially I thought was an interesting perspective. I mean, less, less so than the content of the, the conversation. What was interesting to me was how happy she was to be there and participate. Mm-hmm. A lot I of think... times, like their celebrity friends will just like pop in and barely open their mouth. I think she like really likes Sutton. Like, I think like they're best, best friends. And I think weirdly, I think Jennifer cares more about Sutton than vice versa in a weird way. Oh, wow. Like if you see any posts that Sutton posts on Instagram, Jennifer is in the comments. Wow. That's a supportive friend. I know. She is the bride of Chucky. Wow. <laughs> okay. Let's get to the, this week's new episode, which we kick off with Kyle going over to Camille and confronting her about tweets. <laughs> This was so interesting because it was like, I was like, who is it going to be? Because they were only showing Camille from the back. And I was like, is it going to be Brandy? Does Brandy live on the beach? Like, what's going on here? Um, And it was Camille. God, Camille. Camille getting a lockdown confessional. I know. Was good for her. Yeah, we stand. No, we don't. We we, actually do not stand. (laughs) Yeah, I know. We don't stand. But we, I don't know. Like, I did like having her back, and I thought she was more interesting in this episode than she had been previous times she's jumped back in. Yeah, I mean, just like the myriad of guest stars this episode was thrilling. I I might have a counter argument to that. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, Yucking my yum as usual. Yeah. Then later when. We get Denise and Renna. So much of like their conversation is fourth wall shit. Mm-hmm. And like I'm like sitting there thinking that when they're meeting up. And then when Renna says, Denise may be using the show to change her image from last season, I fell out of my chair. I was screaming from the high heavens. We both tweeted within 15 seconds of each other about this fourth wall breaking. That's how important it was. (laughs) It really, it really is. We've been calling, especially on Beverly Hills, we've been calling for this for years because they always, it's always a fourth issue with like their drama. So like the fact that they like haven't broken it up until now is really egregious. So I'm happy that we're here. Yeah. I mean, especially, I mean, all the franchises essentially are breaking the fourth wall during the reunions. Mm -hmm. Like what does it hurt to just do some of that during the season as well? I know. Yeah. I mean, like, some some franchises don't need it yet, but, yeah. like, Beverly Hills has needed it for a while. I think 
at this point, Atlanta needs it in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's like certain ones that can go that should go there, and I'm glad that we're starting to with Beverly Hills. Yeah, I don't think New York or Jersey need much of it. Right, except we did get the we did get the like fourth wall breaking moment at the end of last season. Oh yeah, but that was just like that was a beautiful artistic work of art more than mm-hmm. like something that was needed for I don't I don't know it was just so, it was just so. Like that felt different than this. Yeah. Also, like, Jersey's this... proudly filming at this point. Good. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like all at the shore together. Okay. Cool. Uh, okay. Uh, Doree is informed that that uh, Camille's coming to this black and white party. And she's like, I know it's fire season, but the snakes are out too. Oh my god! Oh. I love when people in LA reference fire season. Yeah. Uh, how did you enjoy Garcelle auditioning that director? Oh, that was interesting. I liked watching her and her co-producer, whoever that person was, faces, like reacting to this woman, just like tearing apart her script. Yeah, yeah. And I liked those women like like shutting the door and being like, she's getting her validation. And then like them all talking shit together. yeah. I mean, this, I like the scene a lot, and I feel like I would love more of this mm-hmm. on Beverly Hills, particularly with our famous cast members like Rena, Denise, Garcelle. Because mm-hmm. like, this is what this particular city can give us that other cities cannot. So I want to see, like, I would like to see more of Kyle doing Halloween. I mean, we, we've seen Jamie Lee Curtis on the show in the past, so she's not above it. Yeah. I mean, I think it was probably more than just Jamie Lee who decides that. Mm-hmm. Like the studio or something. Yeah, that's a good point. And also, I feel like franchises like that have a lot of protection around mm-hmm. them when they're doing new projects, because there's like so much that goes into it and like the whole fandom and all that shit, right? Sure. Yeah, and, and Garcelle's thing was just, like, her own project. Right. Yeah. Okay, uh, so... Dorit wanting PK to coach Aaron on how to be a real housewife of Beverly Hills house husband. My God, put me in coach. I, I mean, I've been standing Dorit so hard, but, like, this is just another great moment for her and, like, led to that great scene with PK and Aaron at the party. Mm-hmm. And we get and like flashbacks of PK acting like an asshole. Mm-hmm. Chef goes. PK has really shown some growth. Yeah, definitely. He's like really not as obnoxious as he used to be. Exactly. We love to see it. Yeah. Kyle talking about putting this party together. It costs six figures. She wants to make at least 200000 for this hospital. I always wonder with like these events, like, are we just like making an excuse to throw a party and like raising any money? Yeah. I mean like those kind of charity events, like bring in high profile people, I think. So like, that's the benefit of it and brings like more awareness. I just like, there were some choices that she made. Like what was, was the neon sign like part of the expense there? Or is that something that lives in her house always? And like, Mm -hmm. what was the point of that neon sign that was just like self-congratulatory? Sure. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Kimber is allowed to come to this party with Camille. Kimber is allowed to go anywhere. Apparently, Lisa Rinna posted that Kimber and her 
like were part of some pro- like her first project ever in Hollywood. <laughs> really? Yeah. So they go way back. Kimber and Renna or Kimber and Camille? Kimber and Renna. Wow. I just like Kimber is an employee, right? Is she? She's definitely just... an employee. I thought they were friends. When Kyle went over to visit Camille, Kimber was attending them? to them. Yeah. Sometimes friends do that. Not in like a helpful friend <laughs> way. It was like, get in there. But like Camille always has this kind of relationship with her quote unquote friends. I mean, remember Dee Dee? Well, no, she has this kind of relationship with her quote unquote staff. Dee Dee wasn't like on her... staff, was she? I think Dee Dee was on staff. Wow. Okay. I think I think like Camille hires hires people to be her friends. Yes, much like a like a Nini hiring that friend life coach. That life coach. Oh my god, that life coach that she gets drunk with. Yeah, exactly. And like I'm sure Camille's getting drunk with Kimber. Mm-hmm. Okay, the Rena Camille confrontation. You were an asshole on Twitter, and I'm gonna say that to you. It's nice to see you, but you were an <laughs> asshole on Twitter. Here's the thing, like I feel like Camille should have taken an opportunity and just like laughed it off. Yeah. Cause like it's funny and true. So let's yeah. move on, honey. It was interesting having Adrian and Paul both here at this event mm-hmm. together with their respective partners. It was Adrian with someone? I just assumed she had like a young man with her. <laughs> what happened to that like bush light guy? I know. I would love to know that. Now, this kind of like starts my complaint about this is like, I love seeing everyone. And I was worried the episode was just going to end with this. And we were only going to get this like flashes of everyone. Mm-hmm. But like, if you're going to give it to me, I want like, I want something, you know? Yeah, like, let's all go to a quiet room with, like, all of the alums and, like, have a sit down. Yeah. It's kind of similar to my complaint with Mama on New York. Like, we got Mama, but did we get Mama, you know? I feel like we got her, we at least, like, touched down on her a little more than, like, anyone that we did with Beverly Hills. Yeah. But we want more of of Heather Mama. We'll get to that later. Yeah. Chris and Big Calf showing up. That was the most shocking thing was uh was Chris. Yeah. Chris getting a, a Chiron. Kyle's friend. Kyle's Chris. friends loved it. Alex and I could not remember. Kyle's been on Kardashians a bunch of times, but mm-hmm. has Chris ever been on Beverly Hills? I do not believe so. Yeah, I do not believe so either. And I would love let's give her a speaking role. Yeah. Right? Well it's it's kind of like I don't I don't know much about like the mafia or the Sopranos or whatever, but like when Chris entered, it felt like the Godfather was entering. Yeah. Yeah. And since they're like, since E is part of NBC universal, like we got Mm -hmm. no problems there. Also, I, I wonder if like when Chris enters Kyle's house where like she cop Kyle copied Chris's like iconic foyer. We have a doppelganger in our midst. Yeah. I wonder what's going through Chris's mind. Uh, I would, I would venture to say she's probably like, nice try, kid. Because <laughs> it's like not as like she, she, she as Chris's. 
Right, because Chris's was like that big lobby with like the huge staircase. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice try, kiddo. So <laughs> so we get Kim rolling in, and Kyle's like, oh, you really pulled it together. They always like to focus on like Kim walking downstairs and like <laughs> having a difficult time doing that in heels. Do you notice that? Yes. They want to show us Kim struggling. <laughs> okay. Uh, Brandy pulling Denise next to her when Brandy arrives. When they're all okay. sitting for the auction. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of interactions that were happening on those couches. Oh, yeah. Also, like, Chris and Kath being at, like, the popular girl's couch with Faye. Chris... Like this was a, there was an auction where people are bidding on stuff, and Chris just like just gave twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Which I wonder if these people know they obviously didn't know at the time, but so many of these things they were bidding on are probably things that they can't do due to COVID. So oh, yeah, they too probably just ended up giving money. You know, funny. I mean, like, well, I mean, Chris can obviously afford it. Poor Dorit yeah. though. Yeah, she really yeah. needed that trip or whatever she bid on. It was like a you know, Drake bid on like a golf thing. Yeah. It was weird. I hate golf. But golf is like one of the sports that I think is thriving right now. Oh, yeah, because you can just be alone. Yeah. Out there. I crashed a golf cart as a child and hit a tree. The axle of the golf cart came off. That's how big of the crash that was. Oh, my my dad. dad went down to the... um country club yelled at them for putting his son in danger oh my god somehow he like carried his way out of it and like oh, made wow. them apologize to me wow okay uh yeah I, like we were wrapping this episode up and i was like is this it but then we get like the brandy to denise and aaron i want to be in a throuple with you guys Wild. Previews of next week. We're still there. And next week we're going to get the announcement that we're going to Rome. Right. I, the, how I feel about this party is like, I haven't seen Hamilton, but it's like the room where it happens. Yeah. You know, you would have liked to have been in that room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, definitely. So I think oh, we, we need to mention we got Glenn back. Glenn had been MIA for like a season or two, but he's, he was back planning this party. I know. I mean, well, this was like um, a heavy duty party. Maybe Kyle yeah. uses like a different person when she's throwing smaller get togethers. I also think that like there was enough like online conversation during like her last big party where like mm. Glenn wasn't there and people were like, what's going on, Kyle? So they huh. had to bring him back. But yeah. you know what we didn't get? We didn't get what? a fat burger tent. Yeah. Is that relationship still good? Isn't it like didn't one of them marry into the Fat Burger? Dynasty? One of Kim's kids married into the Fat Burger Dynasty. Yeah, I don't. Maybe they're not together anymore, and then they cut ties. Sad. Yeah. Okay, let's mosey on over to Roni. Let's do it. So <laughs> we're picking up from last week. <sighs> that that night where we later learn in this episode it's not even eight o'clock yet. Crazy. 
So Len is like preparing all these slob kebabs to eat their Chinese delivery. I gotta say though, them like gorging on this Chinese food put me so in the mood for some Chinese. Just like low main, like <laughs> coming out of their mouths as they're drunkenly trying to eat. Oh my, it felt so good. I wanted that low main. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not even like a low main person. Uh, the conversation about Sonia doing cabaret before Lou was doing cabaret. Cabaret. Good point. Ramona having like a sensical thing to say for once. Mm-hmm. And Lou's like, no, it was burlesque. And Ramona's like, oh, but that was good too. <laughs> <laughs> God, remember that moment, that period in time. I loved it. We thought Sonia was a mess back then, but it's I like... Know. Little do we know. <laughs> but Lu- Luann's like full-on drunk, screaming, show your ass and boobs somewhere else. And then we get Dorinda defending Sonia, screaming, you drunken fool, you have a mugshot of your drunkenness. This mugshot thing is like, come on. And I will say Leah made a good point here. It's like, they're all on the verge of getting a mugshot. And almost all of them already have one. Exactly. Well, two of them. Three. Oh, yeah, Sonia. Forgot about Sonia. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So then, Lu- what, what triggers Luann to start crying? Oh, the, the Dorinda thing. The Dorinda thing, and she, like, goes upstairs and starts packing her stuff up. And this made me think, have we ever seen Luann cry? No. A- outside, of, outside of the Tom thing, which was, like, felt a little... Some people were saying this is acting. The Tom thing felt more acting to me. This felt, like, very uncontrollable crying. I, it, it I, think start, this... I think it started as uncontrollable crying, and then she, she dragged it out. Yeah, I mean, like, it's hard for me to say because we haven't seen her cry, really. So it's like, was this real or was it fake? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that when, when Luann's, like, running out of the house, Dorinda's, like, pushing her into the door frame. I know. That was, like, if it happened for, like, a few more moments, it could have been a lot more aggressive. It was, like, on the ver- It was bad. Yeah, and Dorinda's screaming, like, feeling Giovanni, thank you that I gave it to you. <laughs> and then Leah comes outside, chasing after Luann, and suggesting they go to a pub instead of Luann leaving. And then Luann's like, I would go with you to a pub right now, 100%. <laughs> like, just turned on a dime. <laughs> To be honest, I mean, like, good for Leah. <laughs> I know, Leah's, like, really producing the heck out of the show. And it's, like, it's like it is a good way to de-escalate the situation. Because, like, you get out of the space, and yeah. you're going to have fun. And, like, what happens at pubs? Like, you people, like, drink and have feelings. And then they convince Ram- Ramona to come with them. <laughs> Which I would not do that at all. I would probably have pulled Elise out. Yeah. Especially, like, leaving Elise in there was kind of mean in a way. Well, because Elise is there and she has to deal with Sonia. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Sonia 
falling on the floor too. And like Ramona's like, well, it's not, it's not a trip without like Sonia doing her like one trick. And it's like, oh, like falling isn't great. So when they catch up on the night before, Leah's like telling Sonia about the night out at the pub. And and Leah says there were 90 year old guys there. And Sonia was like, 90? I should have been there. (laughs) I mean, it is so amazing to me that, that following morning, just alone, like how they bounce back from the drunkenness. Mm-hmm. But then also, like everything was fine amongst everyone. But if you think about it, like the people who were the drunkest, Dorinda and Sonia, they also went to sleep like at yeah. eight p.m. Yeah, and got a solid like mouthful of romaine. Yeah, twelve. They probably got like twelve hours of sleep. Sure. Yeah. 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 That's a very valid point. Okay. Um, we get like that flashback that happened prior to this escapade of Dorinda taking the, the, a few of the ladies to the grave, mm-hmm. which was interesting. And it's like, it's, I guess it's to show her grief. It was weird because like Sonia, like her reaction to Dorinda being sad and like saying whatever Dorinda said in that moment was like so weird and off base to me. Like she made like a weird face. Yeah. 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 As if, as it like a not supportive weird face, it just like what seemed off so off base to me. Yeah. Okay. Something started popping up in this episode that I want to applaud them for. We were getting like second round of lockdown confessionals Mm -hmm. and these were all much better. Yeah. Sonia filming from the townhouse, which is wild. Yeah. I mean, Sonia from the townhouse looked as good a quality as the Beverly Hills lockdown confessionals looked. Mm -hmm. But we were still getting the the worst of them all, the Luann one. Mm -hmm. Which is like she's screaming inside of a cave. I hate that one. And then like the Dorinda one, we were getting like the sun shining on her face. (laughs) Could it like... Did they just say like here, just go. There was no back and forth of like, let's check out this shot. I know. It's so weird because I assume there was like a, I mean, there obviously was a producer on Zoom with them who could have like yeah. in the moment been like, well, this isn't exactly working. Yeah. It's like there was more, I felt like there's more thought put into like when Bon Appetit was doing at home than like what Roni's doing. Network television. Yeah. <laughs> well, not network, but like cable television versus mm-hmm. YouTube. So it was funny seeing this all come full circle because remember how we noticed Dorinda went to Colin Cowie's wedding like right before lockdown happened? Yeah. And wasn't it in like South Africa or something? Yes, yes. Yeah. And we see this connection now that they like apparently are friends. Mm Mm-hmm. It was also weird seeing him stick around for the party. Right. Like it seemed below him. Mm hmm. I just like Dorinda putting together like a party is so funny because it's like such a weird guest list. There's like that single gay couple, Melinda and Heather Thompson. And Heather's husband. And Heather's husband. And then Leah inviting the bartender. Yeah. That. Those Dorinda gays, 
Like what what <laughs> what's their story? Right. Like do they live in New York? Do they live in the Berkshires? Like what's happening there? Yeah. We should try to get them on the podcast. Can we well, do that? That's what you said about that like Rockport gay. The guy in Newport? Newport. That Newport guy, yeah. Yeah, he's I've seen he went on a bunch of other podcasts. I know, we should try exactly. to get these two gays on our <laughs> podcast. Not that we ever have like guests like that, but like maybe we should pursue these people for once in our lives. Um it was that and then it was like I liked the dinner party scene more because like it was fun and everyone was like drinking, but it wasn't out of control chaos like the night before. Sure. Yeah. And I like to see that. I think they I think they wanted to behave in front of Mama. Yeah, Mama was there and Mama will call you out. But like that's why we need Mama. We need I think we need Mama. I tweeted that my dream my dream group of people would be Mama, Leah, Elise, Leah's sister, mm. Dorinda because we need the Berkshire's house, like it's yes. too iconic to leave. Yeah. Lou and Sonia. So just get rid of Ramona. I think yeah. so. I I would have never said it because I thought I thought she was too important to the show. But at this point, I'm like, what what are you watching Ramona for? Yeah. I think next week on New York could be an indicator as like to where the Ramona coaster is going. What do you mean? She's like shutting down production at her. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's gonna be fourth wall. Love fourth wall. Can't wait. We did end this episode with Leah and Elise making out. Fun. Well, Leah and Erica making out. Oh yeah. Oh, this is alter ego. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay, should we head on over to All Stars Five's comedy hour? Let's do it. Yeah, we should start this with some excellent reporting on behalf of friend of the show Evan Ross Katz, mm-hmm. who was in the DMs with Alexandria Ocasio Cortez, asking for her opinion on the season of all stars and we, i'm gonna re- we just really have to hand it to evan first of all to be able to dm aoc and get a response this great is magic yeah. okay so she said shay and jujubi shay has just come in on another level fashion wise and her performances have been really strong she came in as one of the most repaired and with a sky high taste level that Nubian runway with the stone bodysuit, I was finished. Jujubee has cemented herself as one of the most charismatic, funny queens in Drag Race history. You know a queen is on another level, charismatically, when she comes on the show for a third time and still hasn't learned to sew yet for some reason. <laughs> We're not mad at all. Every time she's on screen, you just want to see and hear more of her. True sign of an entertainer. I think that's like the perfect, that's exactly how I feel about both of them. Yeah. Um, I'm just like so proud of Juju B for I don't know, like showing herself as a star to the new generation of drag race fans. I speak because she was on the show like ten years ago in her first run and just like eight years ago or whatever, whenever yeah. All Stars One came out. So it's like she's like proving herself in front of like this new generation. I love to see it. Yeah, I mean everyone loves Juju. 
Also, I think that Shay, I think what the judges are saying about Shay this season is like off base. And I don't, I never agree with like any time she's been in the bottom at all. Yeah. But I think it's, well, this time, if you're not the winner, you're in the bottom. But I think they are trying to avoid a boring season in terms of making it obvious that Shay's going to win. Mm-hmm. Like, I still think we all know Shay's going to win. But they I don't want it. They don't want to give her like five wins in a row. I don't see it with Cracker. I just don't see it. Yeah. Let's talk about the challenge. They're preparing with Jane Krakowski. And it was interesting, like seeing everyone's different reactions mm-hmm. to Jane. Uh, and Jane seemed to be the biggest fan of Blair of all people. Wild. Yeah. Yeah. When she was like, Oh, I followed you on Instagram. It's like you, you follow Blair Sinclair. <laughs> I mean, there was a clip right there. There was a clip of. uh, I I, want to say Jenna Jane (laughs) on, I think like Seth Meyers talking about being a fan of drag race and that her son watches it. Mm. Um, So like, I like the context of knowing that like she knows the show and knows the girls and everything. That's always that always makes for like a better drag race judge is when they're like clued into who these people are, especially in all stars, obviously. Yeah. So I thought like Blair was gonna do well. They totally made the edit to seem that she was gonna do really well. Cause like she didn't have any notes and many notes coming out of that like rehearsal. Yeah. Yeah. I wish they had done this challenge earlier in the season. I wanted more stand-up acts than just the four of them. Yeah, I would love to see what Alexis Mateo does. Yeah. I also was disappointed that we did not get the famous makeover challenge. I know. And everyone always hoots and hollers about Snatch Game, but the makeover challenges are famously usually the best episodes of the season. Yeah, and it's always interesting to see what they do as far as, like, who they bring in. Yeah. And as the season progresses, I feel like it's harder to produce an interesting episode of television because you have fewer and fewer girls. Mm-hmm. And, like, the makeover challenge is the perfect answer to that problem. Yeah, and then when you get later in the seasons, you do, like, you can also do, like, the ball, which they did last episode, and it wasn't even, like, a full ball. Yeah. I don't know. They should have swapped the ball and the comedy challenge and yeah. done three three looks from the four queens. Totally. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the actual performances, uh, we start with Juju, and it's like a not a great start, but then she picks it up. Mm-hmm. Then we get Blair, who was a shit show. Flopping. Hard. But I, in terms of both of them, I always... and. For these challenges, I wonder, like, how much does the editing help tell the story? Yeah, I agree. Because, like, I feel like Juju's was all in the editing. Like, her not being great at the beginning, but I could be wrong. Uh Uh-huh. I wonder how long the act is versus what they show. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm thinking back to last season with uh, She Who Should Not Be Named. Mm-hmm. 
did 17 up- minutes or whatever. Exactly. So I have a feeling like there's a lot that we're not seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, crackers. I thought like Cracker in the practice was so bad. That TED Talk mm-hmm. idea was like, oh my God, how do you think this is going to work? I know. But she pulled it. She turned it around. She did turn it around. And then Shay, I thought did like she did a good job, but she, she did it like differently than the girls normally do it. And I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. She but it was just like stunning. That uh, red dress. Yeah. But I don't I don't know like how if at all that plays into it. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you do like a character or something like that that's like different. Yeah. I don't think the looks really factor in a lot. So the runway was like freak or like get your freak on or it really made no sense to me it like wasn't clear enough it was too vague well what what was strange is how three of the four girls landed on like freak club kid Mm -hmm. and cracker landed on like scary freak yeah which like for me i liked cracker's first look because it was different but then like her second look didn't really feed into the first look for me. So yeah. I, it felt disconnected. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the only look I really enjoyed this week was Jujubee's. Mm-hmm. She looked like the Maryland flag. The what? The flag of Maryland. Really? Yeah. Same huh. colors and stuff like that. Maybe it was like an homage. Maybe Maryland queen. Yeah. I would have, I mean, this one, I feel like, could you have seen this going a different way in terms of who the winner was? No. I, f- I wonder if they could have edited, if they could have picked Juju and edited it in a way that she did not like have those flopping moments. They could, uh, they definitely could have. She had the strongest look. Um, I think they want to like throw folks off with like Miss Cracker being a powerhouse. Yeah. Cause now she's at three wins and Juju and Shay are at two wins, right? I think is Juju only at one win? Oh, yeah. Juju might only have one. Yeah. I just like, I don't like watching Miss Cracker lip sync. I don't like watching her walk down the runway. I know. I was. I was disappointed that we were getting another cracker, like a cracker lip sync two weeks in a row. Mm-hmm. I was then excited to see Kennedy Davenport. Mm-hmm. And then I was back to being sad that they were doing fancy. I know. I mean, like, I love the song fancy. I'm one of the biggest Reba McIntyre fans, but it's not a lip sync song. It, I don't even think it's like in general a lip sync song. I think it's a lip sync song that you have prepared on an act for, mm-hmm. not uh, do a a twirl and a jump in front of RuPaul for. Totally. Like you have to like have prepared and perfected this lip sync. Mm-hmm. And like the girls are not doing that for this, especially when the stakes are like win some like win money. Win ten thousand dollars. Yeah. And or like the stakes for Kennedy is nothing, right? Other than her reputation. Mm-hmm. I heard something that like I was watching the pit stop, which is like the after show thing that 
Bob the Drag Queen is hosting this year, and like the hosts are different every year, I think. Yeah. And she was saying she got confirmation, and Monet was the guest on the show that the queens who are the lip sync assassins don't know who's on the lipstick until they pull it out. Okay. Which is an interesting tidbit because like that could impact how they perform, right? I yeah, I think they definitely should not know who's on the lipstick. Right. But yeah. it was just like interesting to have that like clarified. Um yeah, so I think that's it for Drag Race. Next week is the finale. I'm excited. I, we have all the queens coming back. I know. This might be good in terms of like the reunions hosted by Rue suck. Mm-hmm. I wonder if just like letting them have at it might produce something more interesting. Agree. Yeah. Shall we get to our Freak of the Week and the Winter Queen? Yes, we should. So the Freak of the Week this week is World of Wonder for making Kennedy Davenport lip sync to Fancy. Why is that? There was a Michael Musto interview with 16 Queens asking them what their favorite and least favorite songs to lip sync to that he published October 14th, 2019, which is after filming would have wrapped on this. Mm -hmm. Kennedy Davenport said, my least favorite is Fancy by Reba McIntyre. It's too many words to learn. Too many. (laughs) They really, they really did her dirty with this, right? I was just so excited to see do a iconic number. And then she really like did not even care. Mm -hmm. It was, and then she followed up, uh, after the episode tweeting, thank you RuPaul's Drag Race for making me look good, honey. Whew, that was a t- rough spot. LOL, LOL, <laughs> So that is why we're naming World of Wonder the Freak of the Week and not Kennedy. We're, we're not blaming Kennedy here for the situation she was put in. Exactly. We stand with Kennedy. This falls squarely on World of Wonder. Uh, Brendan, who's our one true queen? So it's going to have to go to Elise and Leah this week because I purchased a cameo. Um, I had seen that Elise did a cameo that was going a little bit viral in like the Bravo world because in that cameo, Leah claimed that Ramona poops when she has sex. Yeah. Um, So I paid 25 bucks to Elise to um get a cameo and try to get more scoop yeah she didn't quite give me scoop but we did see the return of leah's sheer bucket hat which made the 25 bucks worth it yeah an iconic fashion moment i also have something to say about all of this leah's been like hanging out with elise i think it's elise's like hampton's home or whatever Mm -hmm. something's like a brew in here because this is right before this is right before New York is going to film its reunion Mm -hmm. and like them circling the wagons, like Leah attaching herself to Elise, knowing that she's really like the focal point of the season Mm -hmm. in terms of like fan reaction and stuff. Like, I think she's like trying to help Elise get a spot on the show. Yeah, she's trying to bring her through. Something that Luann did not do with Miss Barbara Kay last year. Yeah, and something that Ramona only 
did halfway with Elise. It's like she brought Elise on to just like throw her in the corner Mm -hmm. as a soldier. Yeah. And I mean, I think like Elise has been a little more interesting recently as far as like her online presence and like what she's been doing and saying. So I feel like, I mean, like Elise got at home confessionals, which I didn't think was possible. Yeah. And I also have another theory. They're going to do this reunion very soon. And I'm sure New York is going to get cameras up right away. Mm -hmm. Because, like, we don't know where this year is going to go. And, like, right now things are okay in New York. And they could film film a season. Mm -hmm. Especially we're up, go uh, hang out in the Birchers for a few days. Like, they could get something. Agree. So that'll be interesting to watch. But I think that is it for this week. Awesome. Thank you for listening. Um, on social, you can follow Dan at IDKIDK on Twitter. Follow me at NotBrendan. Go to the Come Through Queen Facebook group. There's always a conversation of Bruin. Also, you can find the Elise Leah cameo there, as well as on our Instagram. Yeah. Um, what else? You can check out our Patreon we actually are recapping this week the finale episode of DC, mm-hmm. which if you have not been following along with us all along, you can jump into the finale episode of DC and enjoy it as just an interesting hour of television. Mm-hmm. We're also um, starting a series where we watch the premiere of every franchise so we did oc we're gonna do new york coming up and continue and continue so yeah check our patreon for that yeah uh, <laughs> and i think that's it so like comment subscribe heart retweet love us love us please retweet we'll see you next week bye, bye. i wanna see you come through queen 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.